This is The Culture. Welcome, it's Vinny Albano, and welcome to Vinny's Mini Reviews. The Killer, directed by David Fincher. Written by Andrew Kevin Walker of Seven Fame, based on the graphic novel by Alexi Nolet, has arrived to Netflix this past weekend, and there's 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 a lot to talk about here, because David Fincher obviously has become one of the most influential film directors of our generation, and is easily one of the most creative and talented directors. However, he comes to us on Netflix with The Killer, a solid genre piece, but is it anything more than just that? From the first 15 minutes alone, you can tell if you're going to love it or if you're going to hate it. The Killer opens up with this extended stakeout in Paris following Michael Fassbender's character, who is just simply called The Killer. And it's paired with this lengthy first-person voiceover that just it goes on and on about skepticism and nihilism and, and all these whatnots uh he mentions mcdonald's and how you can uh, you know there's nowhere else where you can get i believe 15 grams of protein for three euros or, or it might have been one euro people may find this really annoying and i can understand why uh it is definitely an interested interesting take into a mindset of a person that uh people don't like to associate with however i thought it was great i thought it was great i think it's an excellent show of sleek precise filmmaking and character uh i think uh andrew kevin walker the screenwriter like i mentioned uh takes the source material and just uh, adapts it in a very natural clean way and i think the simplicity of the film and how solid of a genre piece it really is which we'll get back to is a double-edged sword because it does really add to the film and i think sometimes you don't need a three-hour long epic with high stakes sometimes a filmmaker like david fincher can just take a quick you know, an hour and 40 minute film genre piece and just put some really well executed filmmaking into it and just have a fun time. I I use fun lightly in the context of this film, obviously, as we're following a psychopath. Um, But it's just clean and sometimes films can just be solid little bite-sized genre pieces. However... Like I mentioned, it's a double-edged sword because it hinders the film. Fincher is an incredible director with one of the best filmographies we've ever seen. Seven, Fight Club, Gone Girl, uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. It just goes on and on and on. And all his films remain these groundbreaking pieces in film. The Killer is just really a genre piece at the end of the day and it plays into tropes and it plays into those tropes excellently these tropes are done in a very like i mentioned in 
David Fincher's classic, clean, precise style. And they're incredibly well executed with some incredible tension. But it doesn't escalate the film to a higher echelon like his other films in his filmography. The the killer, however, there, there is, like I mentioned, a lot to take from it. Um, even though it does play into tropes, it does it well. And there's some really tension, nail-biting scenes. Like I mentioned, the first 15 minutes in Paris are great. He, it's, it's following a character. It's, it's really getting to into his head. If you like it or if you don't, I thought it is absolutely fascinating to be there with him. Every thought that he has. However, although the character isn't that emotionally developed throughout the film, we are casted onto his path of revenge although we didn't really see any emotional foundation on why this person who i assume is his wife uh is important in his home life and why he has such an emotional connection to this person to go on this path of revenge uh it does set up our character as a contradictory character he preaches a mantra of no empathy and and you know this really sociopath uh skeptic mindset however he's on a path of revenge that alone is a path that you need you require empathy for uh if he clearly has no empathy then why is he going out of his way breaking his mantra breaking his philosophy for someone he loves but I think that's what makes it really fascinating because the storytelling in this film is very implicit. It's not straight up told to you in an explicit format. A lot of his development is shrouded in this like cloud, you know, this persona he puts on, but he's not really that. And we find that out in the end where we see him throughout the film abandon his mantra many times. For example, uh, when he barges into the restaurant to confront Tilda Swinton's character, the expert, excellently, uh, a excellent tension building scene, by the way, a classic use of, you know, a, how, as Alfred Hitchcock says, the bomb under the table suspense builder, uh, or when he fights the brute, he just cast away his Fitbit, even though his heart rate was extremely high. And we see the consequences he suffers for that because he gets a beating. In the end, how he spares Claiborne's life, because in my opinion, I see that as him seeing himself in Claiborne, which in essence is him gaining empathy for Claiborne. Claiborne was just doing exactly what he was preaching the entire film. He's cleaning up after his selfish actions and he uh, is reminiscent of the killer's mantra and that's why he just spares him at the end leaves him with a little threat you know uh check out maybe there's a little bit of radiation on the lip of your favorite coffee mug or whatnot or you might have a tragic accident in getting up the elevator or getting in the elevator of your building uh but 
he goes back to Dominican Republic and he mentions, I am just one of the many. However, in the beginning of the film, he says he's one of the few. He's one of this pretentious few that, you know, he has no empathy and yada yada. But he's really just like us. Uh, I think this element of having a contradictory character is what makes the film so fascinating and what elevates it from genre piece to a very solid genre piece. Some other notes about The Killer. It felt very video game vibe at times. It felt like the Hitman games. Uh, obviously, Fincher is a big fan of digital elements in film. And he uses uh, digital cinematography to the best of its advantage. From its opening credits as well, its title cards from chapter to chapter, its VFX, and obviously Trent Reznor, a longtime collaborator of Fincher, his electronic sounding score and also just the use of technology in the film how the killer uses uh, amazon and and these other corporates and uh targeting claiborne an economic uh man himself it's felt very video game uh and some may like that some may not uh but it was definitely something i noticed Tilda Swinton, going back to her scene, she commands the scene. She's great. Like, it, she's not introduced until the, the beginning of the scene. And then throughout it, she just takes over. She's fascinating. And like I mentioned, it's a classic use of the gun under the table, bomb under the table, suspense builder. You don't know what she's going to do, but she is the expert. So, you know, whatever she's going to do is going to be cold and calculated. She ends up slipping on the, the stairs and I, it's predictable. I'm not going to lie. And I think that's where the film then begins to hinder is because you have this really tension biting scene and then you end it with something like, yeah, you, you knew she was going to have a knife on her or some shit like that. But it's the killer is solid all around. Also, uh, the Smiths. I'm a big Smiths fan. I love the use of the Smiths in this film. Uh, definitely uh, not saying or, you know, the film is definitely not trying to say that we are all uh, psychopathic Smiths fans. Uh, but love the use of the Smiths in this film. Uh, I, you know, this killer, man. Uh, however, uh, the film also... I do camaraderate, uh, or sorry, I do compliment David Fincher's use of digital elements in the film, just all around uh, taking filmmaking and the evolution of filmmaking and using it to its advantage. However, I, I can't lie, there are some scenes that look really weird. Uh, VFX on the Molotov looked hella weird. Uh, the fight with the brute amazing choreographed fight super brutal super intense not gonna lie i don't know if it was just me or the tv i was watching it on um it did look like it was being shot at like a higher frame rate there was some weird blurs going on probably the tv i was watching but also uh this is the most handheld i've ever seen in a fincher film i know fincher he is pretty 
strays away from handheld. You know, there's some few instances like in seven, the last scene uh, or in the girl with the dragon head too. There's like one scene with handheld. This film has handheld all throughout, but it's a little weird because it almost, it, I, I, I have a feeling that some of these handhelds were like digital handhelds. You can see the cameras on a dolly, but, and it's moving. The dolly's moving, but it's still shaking. It looked a little weird. Um, however, I do think it adds to that intensity. Um, and I like to see that David Fincher is going into new techniques. He's trying some new things out. The killer was solid all around. Just solid genre piece. Uh, although, like I said, it's simple in nature. And I think it doesn't have to be complex to be good. Uh, it doesn't have to be this big thing. Um, however, it, that does hinder the film from going into Fincher's higher echelon of a filmography. Or uh, it does hinder the film from being some of David Fincher's best. I give The Killer solid 7.5 out of 10. I think it's a great, enjoyable film. Uh, but... Does it uh, stand up to something like Seven or Fight Club or his other works? Definitely not. But I think as a great example of some sleek, precise digital filmmaking, it's up there. That's the killer.